Hi, and welcome to our podcast. Today we have Bill McCurdy, who's been a uh, camera operator, DP, for probably over 40 years. Um, when a potential client calls you, how do you explain your value? You, you get a call and someone says, hey, we need a camera guy to do such and such. Um, do, you, do you play the slippery slope down to zero? You know, sometimes they'll call you up and say, well, we got a price of this. Do you stick to your price? Do you negotiate? So how do you, when somebody calls you up, and again, it, sometimes they call you up and they know exactly who you are and what you charge and they, they just go with you. Well, or there's other times where some, they're... Sometimes they're fishing. Right. Okay. And that's just part of the game. They're, they're looking for a price so they can go back to their original guy and say, oh, he's under, you know, he, this guy's willing to do it for this amount of money. And then, of course, you know, the guy says, oh, I can do it for, you know, I can do it for that price or, or better. And then you never hear from him again. Uh, but if you get a legitimate person and you say, look, this is what it costs for me. Okay, now what are you going to do with it? Um, who's going to be writing it? Who's going to be editing? How is it going to get posted? When do you need this by? Um, uh, and you say, and, and these are the nuts and bolts of the cost. I said, just me. Without a sound person, it's going to be X. With a sound person, it's going to be X. If you want prompter, we can fudge. But if you want to get a real prompter operator, you know, if, if it's a corporate client and it's their CEO, you don't want to mess around with using, you know, prompter, qprompter.com. Right. You, you, want to get, you want to get a real prompter person. And you can get a real prompter person for, you know, between $550 and $700. And they're worth every penny because there's going to be changes. There's guaranteed on the set. They're changing the script and they're going to be changing the script. And they say, "Well, that doesn't read right. Maybe it should be." And you've got an operator taking care of it right then and there. And it's like, you know, they're pros. Um, I I think they're invaluable. I but on the other hand, you've you've got some people, you know, some people that say, "Oh, we don't want to spend the money for a prompter," and say, "Okay, I'll bring in my." My computer, I can put in a program. Right. If you've got, I'll, I'll put that in there, um, and uh, I insist on hiring someone else, uh, a grip type person for $150, dollars, mm -hmm. so they can operate the prompter. Do you typically go out as a one-person crew, or, or most of the time, it, two people? It, it, there's not a most of anything. Ah, sometimes okay. it all depends. It all depends on what they want to spend. I'm capable of doing everything, you know. I've done three camera shoots like this uh, with, with just two of us. Two people, yeah. You know, need a sound man and, and, and myself. Um, occasionally I'm able to hire, you know, an, another cameraman or a grip that will act as a cameraman. Um, that's, that, that's always a good thing. Um, the more people you've got, I think, the better, because the more hats you wear, the more you can tend make to mistakes. Up. Things yeah. get diluted. You you can't give a hundred percent attention to yeah. your camera and yeah. all the menus and sub menus and filters and yeah. So, 
if I remember correctly how you and I met, I think that, this is a long time ago, I believe I was watching the credits of 60 Minutes as a young kid and like, how do they light like that? How do they get the interviews like that? How do they, how do they get that look and feel? I was like amazed at how they did the things that they, they were able to do because yeah. I was like, I want to provide that level of quality to my corporate clients. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I'm talking about 30, 40 years ago, and what would happen is the person that's sitting down in the chair would get so aggravated because they got put on the spot, he'd get up and walk away, and the camera operator for a split second would pull back and reveal the set, yep. and I'd realize right. where the lights were and how the cameras were positioned, and so I figured that I'd freeze frame it and look at that. And then I look at the credits, and I think if I remember correctly, I saw your name in the credits. I basically hunt you down. I believe I called you on the phone and go, I said, I'm just a camera guy that's interested in what you do. And, and you're like, go away. But I, but I, but I think it was Ray B. I think it was the, it the, through the Ray B? I think it was the connection was Ray B. Okay. Yeah, because he was, he was a staff 60 Minutes guy. Right, and, right. And essentially, he was my mentor. That guy was just, and, and I mean, I, he was I, a and warrior. I learned, and I learned to do some nice, right. nice lighting with him. Um, but I learned a lot of things through you, like my lighting techniques, and I'm like, I'm like, what I was always amazed, I'm like, I said, in 60 minutes, you always see like this lamp. There's a lamp in the yeah, picture, exactly. and why is it not all blown out? And you're like, because they're using a $2 dimmer on it. They yeah. would simply dim down the lamp, and so that became part of my lighting kit. So the, the client asked me sometimes, like, why do you need to bring all this equipment? How come you brought all this stuff with you? Like, I had no idea. So now when I'm working with somebody, I explain to them, we're going to be bringing a lot of equipment. I said, it's better to have and not use yeah. than, than yeah. wish you had it. And, yeah. and so, um, and what I've learned in this business is you could come with $100,000 worth of gear, but if you're missing one little part, again, I think the difference between somebody who's hacking at this and somebody who's doing it for a profession. The difference is what to do when it does go wrong oh, yeah. and how to, how to overcome it. Yeah. Because when you're in a situation where you're getting paid a lot of money to produce a corporate video and the CEO's going, I got 30 yeah. minutes, yeah. you got to get in, you got to get out, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm going away. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be back for another three months. Everything's on the line. So it's, it's important that uh, you at least consider the years of experience that somebody has as opposed to somebody saying, I want to hire the cheapest guy. But I guess that goes in all professions. Like when you want to go get your surgery done, you know what, <laughs> let me just hire the cheapest guy. Let me, let me find the least expensive guy and let's just hope for the best. Yeah. So I view, I, I, I view myself as a specialist, and I'm sure you do too, because having done it so many years, I think the value that somebody gets from what we do way is, is, is a, um, a godsend as opposed to wishing and hoping and praying that, that the crew that they hired would, would turn out properly. So it'll, there's all different um, um, values. You could buy, you know, like analogy, you could buy a cheap set of tires, you could buy the top of the line tires. You can, you know, you can, uh, again, um, you know, hire the guy that's, um, and that's I, just getting into it, or somebody who's been into it for a while. You know, so, if, if, and and you're going to find those people all the time, and in in all walks and, of life, in yeah, all and, types and, of businesses, and most times they end up hiring 
the cheaper guy. And Agreed. my feeling is, okay, fine. Eventually they'll come back. Or they'll, they'll, they'll realize they won't they do it again mistake. because they'll say to me, oh, it didn't well, work. <laughs> we tried that video thing and it didn't work for us and it was yeah. a disaster and here's why. I'm like, well, and I, and I think the biggest issue here is um, strategic planning prior, prior to doing it. It's like jumping in your car without a map or GPS. It's like, we'll get there eventually, <laughs> eventually, but we're going to make a lot of mistakes along the yeah. way. I think what we represent is somebody who's going to do it right the first time. Yeah. And in the long run, they save money. They have an amazing tool to we, leverage we, their business for people to see. We are effectively Google Maps. We're going to yeah. get you there the most efficient way. Or, or, and you get, but you do get people that have no clue and you say, this is what it costs. And they say, oh, I, I, I thought I could do this for a couple hundred dollars. I said, no. Right. No. How do you and politely say no to them? Just no. You, just, you have to say no. So this is, this is what it costs. Um, and, you know, the, they get sticker shock and that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. So, Bill, how do you justify your prices? How do you, how do you, do you, do you ever find yourself justifying your price? No. 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 So, typically, when somebody calls you up, they know your experience and know your your price range, correct? Yeah. See, I usually don't have to deal with that. Um, for the people that why hire, is that? Well, because my wife usually has is the person that deals with that. Mm -hmm. She's the uh, the, the mover and shaker as far as I'm concerned and she will tell them this is what it costs um, and most of her corporate clients we've been working with for a long time and the way we get more clients is you know from referrals from those clients right uh, and so they they understand you know uh, you know we can do certain things for $5,000, it's not going to look great, but we can do do it. And it doesn't mean that we're uh, not going to, in production, we're not going to, there's not going to be screw-ups in, in production. It's just not, you, you're not going to be able to take the time to do things nicely. You, you got to, you know, you, mm -hmm. you, you need good writing. It needs to be edited. And if the client is going to say, oh, there, well, there's got to be changes. And, that, and that's the thing that they don't, most changes of them Changes are also understand. known as revisions? Yeah. You know, they, don't, they don't get it. Well, that means that something has to be rewritten. And that means that the producer that you're talking to has uh, got to be involved again. And that's time. And then just the time for the editor to make those revisions. That's where the cost is. You better get your ducks in a row early, and if you don't, it's going to cost you in the end. It can be cheap up front, but if you start making, if you're indecisive, and or you find out that you know that one of the key people that you that you had on camera has left the company, and you got to get some. Well, things change. And it's 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 going to cost you. How do you manage clients' expectations? Give me an example. Well, I will speak 
primarily for my wife because she th this is that's a it's a great question because this is what she deals with almost all the time she tells her clients which eventually become are my clients that you you have to know what you want early on get it by legal early on as soon as possible because if there are changes after the fact it's going to cost you all over again so it's important to also have a document of what's going to take place so something that the client signs off on and says right. well whether it's a script you've, you've got a script okay and, and it's got to get you know first of all it's got a, a simple thing you're dealing with you're generally dealing with either CEOs or CFOs or high-level executives. They need to know the script. Mm -hmm. They have to know what they're talking about, first of all. Secondly, it all has to go through legal. And if it doesn't go through legal, there's going to be problems. Sometimes legal is sitting there watching it. On set. Yeah, because sometimes we, we're getting testimonials. And they're just talking off the top of their head. You better have somebody from legal sitting there, <coughs> especially listening. like in the pharmaceutical world. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and like, hey, we can't say that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, and and pharmaceuticals, it just eye care is pharmaceutical. I mean, it 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 it, it just goes up and down the line, and it, it it's and it's getting so regulated. The, the lawyers have to have to be involved or else you're going to have there's going to be changes when there are changes that's when it gets costly and 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 my wife is always telling these people you know you've you've got to you got to manage this you got to know what you're doing um, you have to manage expectations or else it's going to be costly because we can do this for X amount of dollars and, you know, for, you know, one, maybe one revision, including one revision. But if you start doing two, three, four revisions, and, you know, a lot of times it's out of their hands. Just, and, and just because of simple logistics, if, an, you know, this one executive has left the company or moved up the chain mm -hmm. or moved over they're no longer part of it and can't use them well now do we how do we fill the void well we we really need to get this other person as a spokesperson okay well then then we need to go in with a camera crew again and then we need to affect editing again and you know it may require some rewriting it always uh, requires producing so Bill let's talk about um, <clears throat> maybe three tips somebody's considering on producing a corporate video they're 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 in the marketing department of a corporation and they would assign a task to uh, start hunting down production companies and get a, getting a video produced what are some tips that you could give that person who's making the, those decisions? Like, what should they be looking for? What should they be doing? Um, and and uh, how should they make their selection? 
A lot of people are, before they go too far, as they they go online. I mean, it seems that they're every everyone's going online, um, and they look at LinkedIn. If they don't know anything, they go to LinkedIn and they try to get. But what I would suggest is finding your contemporary with another company and see who they recommend. It all comes down to, really comes down to recommendations. Um, it's, it's really tough to get into a company cold. Um, and if someone is, is looking to hire, usually they've done a little bit of research. They've, they've gone to LinkedIn. The, they've, they'll ask you to see if they can, if, if you have any references. Um, but you know, I would say most of our, most of our stuff is all through referrals. It's rare that we find new clients. New clients end up finding us through referrals. Um, and I would imagine the same thing with you. So what, what, what I'm, let's try to summarize here is someone, someone is assigned a task like, oh, my boss asked me to look for a production company. Um, what tips can you give them? What, what, are they, what, what should they be looking for? You don't want somebody that is talking on the set all the time. Um, you don't want somebody that's going to be in. And you don't know what you're getting until they're on the set. Um, it, 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 it's too often a crapshoot. And that's why people like to hire people that they know and they trust. Okay. So it, it's almost like goes without saying <clears throat> that this person that has been tasked to find the production company has to do their homework. Oh, yeah. That, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if they don't, that means that their people aren't going to look good and they're going to be uncomfortable and it can be a real mess. An expensive mess, too. And it, it'll be an expensive mess. Um, because not only are they paying for the mess, then they have to pay for the cleanup of the mess. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, everybody's got to behave, uh, and you, know, you just you just can't you just you can't walk around like you don't give a shit. You gotta you gotta be the the, the company that you and I when we go into uh, whether it be a new client or old client. We've got to make them feel like they made the right decision, and they're the most important client, uh, or else we're not going to find work. You know, we, we you know, as as freelancers, we have to do, we have to perform a hundred percent, or we take a very good chance of not getting rehired. Um, and often we don't get rehired just because they're not doing any more work or that you know they've lost the there's they've just lost the budget it was a one-time thing uh, but you hope that there's going to be referrals within the company do you see <clears throat> the need for what you offer increasing or decreasing do you what's the future of a don't ask a, me a freelance a freelance you know, videographer or somebody who owns a small production company. Where where do you see that going? This is this has been a down year 
for me. Mm -hmm. um, I've talked to other people and they've said the same thing. But you know, I've got I've got people that are new to the business that are working all the time. Why uh, is that? Because they're so dirt cheap. I suspect so. Okay. But they don't do what I do at the level that you do yes. it at, right? Yeah. Is there a you know, need? He, he okay. You know, this one guy I'm thinking about. He doesn't have green screens. He doesn't have blue screens. He doesn't have backdrops, you know, backdrop. and lighting. And he doesn't have lighting. He, audio. He's, <laughs> he's got a new camera. He's right. got a new tripod. He's got some lights, but he doesn't. You know, he's he's not the complete package. Right. So there's there's clearly not production value there, but he's filling that void. Yeah. Of like, oh, it's good enough. But I, I would hire him in a, in, a, in a minute right. to work with me because I, I know him. I trust him. I know he's a good shooter. Um, uh, and I've known him for a long time. But uh, he's doing, he's busy and he's doing different things than I am. Okay. In your mind, why is it important for companies to embrace and utilize video? Why should they be even doing it? If it's... So expensive. Why should they even bother to do it? Well, what they what they have to do is get their marketing department on board. It's all about marketing. You know, they can they can do a video, and if it just sits there and they don't have a place for it, then what's what's the point? Uh, they they have to use it. They have to figure out their marketing department has to figure out how they're going to use it. For their their website, you know they, they call it what multi multi uh, multi, uh, multi something. Uh, what's the term that they use? Multi, multi not. What's the uh, the term they use? Multi not multitasking. Uh, it's it's multiple use. Right. They they need to they need to use it for a private multimedia. Well, <laughs> but they need to use it for a private event. They need to figure out how to use it for over many platforms. Their, yeah. Uh, their web, their website. They need right. to figure out how to, you know, their for their internet as well as their intranet. Intranet. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, you know, getting it on, getting it on on your. On so your it phone. all boils down to basically having a clear plan. Yeah. Of of what they're going to do with it. So I always say, look at somebody like Bill and I can make you know, the and most. Of and people need it, and they don't know it. Agreed. So what I say is, I break it down into a simple thing. I said, I said, we create this like this amazing billboard, this beautiful billboard. It's very emotional and passionate. But if that billboard is out in the middle of a wheat field and nobody's around to see it, what's the point of it? Yeah. So not only that you need to produce this effective message, you have to have execution on the message of like, how are you using it? When are you using it? So let's say if I produce a video, say for generic generators that are used in homes to power up a home after the light goes out, when's the best time to run that commercial? Right after there's been a blackout for a solid yep. week, yep. you run the commercial like, you know what, I've been meaning to do that. So it's effectiveness of how it's placed, when it's placed, where it's placed. And that's the cool thing, which brings me to the internet, which is a, an amazing tool, you know, all the ways that you can disseminate the information and target very specific audiences. And so if you have hire somebody like us to craft the message and the message is perfect, 
then you have the ability of an SEO company to place that message at the right time and have it in front of the right eyeballs. Instead of broadcasting, you're narrow casting. You're showing that message to the specific targeted audience. And I, I think that's where a company can clearly benefit from an effective um, video sales piece or sales tool as opposed to, well, we, we're doing a video because everybody else is doing it and it's a cool thing to do. And I'm like, that's not the reason why to do a video. Yeah. The reason why to do a video is to... Well, here, here, well here's the question. When you, when you, if you get somebody that's new to this, what is the price point you should tell them to expect to spend? I say I say it should be anywhere from seven to twenty thousand dollars. I de agree. Depending, and that's low. That's low. Remember back in the day, back, yeah. from yeah. back in the eighties and early nineties. That's that's an that's yeah. an that's a real value, but people don't see that, and people that don't know, they think that's a lot of money, but you know. For, it's it's really not because you know and you just have to figure out how to get the most bang for your buck and and that's where you know the marketing people come into play um, and you know the other the other thing when you were saying managing expectations uh, and this just just reminded me when you're when you're managing those expectations you have to have at least one or two people signing off on it. If you have three, four, or five levels of people signing off on it, it gets nuts. And that's when it gets really expensive because somebody from marketing, somebody from legal, somebody up the chain of command, you know, they're all signing off on it. And a lot of times, you know, they'll bring in an agency consultant and they have something to say. And a lot of times we don't know that there's an agency involved or a consultant involved. And they'll tell us, oh, we, we, you know, we sent the video, they, they want to do this. They think it's better if we do this. And it's like, well, when did that happen? I mean, it, that, that happened, has it, happened. It's happened to us as well. We've been hired many times and it's, where it's um, so frustrating they realize they made a big mistake and yet they paid the first deposit the second payment but it's but it's all and it know, goes nowhere we've we've got too many cooks right and you know and again it's planning on their 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 end i sometimes when they when they hire you they're like well we've hired you and you're doing everything i'm like no when you hire somebody like us it's a two-way street. Yeah. You need to be yeah. proactive through the entire right. process as opposed to disappearing and thinking, well, I've got that off my plate. Well, a, a simple example to that, the, this, the storyline, is that yesterday we're, we're, working, we're working with the CEO and the producer that hired me, uh, she and I are, are working together and another woman shows up and my producer finds out that she is a consultant. And we don't know where she came from, how she's involved, 
but she's involved. We don't know if she's from an agency. We don't, we don't, but she was good because she was there for the, the read, the prompter read by the CEO and the way he delivered it and, and also the general look. She, she liked everything and she put her two cents in. She was actually quite good, but we don't know where she came from and how she's really involved. Like a, like a surprise it, on the set. Yeah, yeah, right. because the person that my client was dealing with was the direct client. She's an assistant to the CEO, and she's, I think she was part of marketing, and she's the one that hired you know, my, my producer's company. And, but this other woman shows up, and it's like, oh, okay, right, fine, we're not, gonna, you know, we're not gonna say anything. We don't know who she is and, and how she's involved, but my producer came to me and says, I, I, I just don't know why she's here and how much she has to say. How much in all influence this. does she yeah. have on this process? And, uh, so, you know, so this, it could, it could get ugly down the line if where the company this, this woman came from somebody there says, well, I really don't like this. We should, we should have done this. It's like, well. Where, that, where were and, you in the beginning yeah, process? And, and that, and that. So again, I feel happen. it all goes back to planning, understanding who all the players get, are involved, get those right up front, have people uh, sign off every step of the way yeah. in the process and have a, a clear goal as to what you're doing with this yeah. finished yeah. piece. Yeah. Most people I think that hire us, most of them have that yeah. figured out. Yeah. Most of them do. Um, but it's surprising that a couple high-end companies, um, there's those unknowns where uh, there's a hiccup in legal or like you say, somebody uh, all of a sudden is been let go from the department. And so those sometimes are yeah. Yeah. Un unexpected. So we were doing a job years ago for a healthcare company, and um, and in in the middle, so I, I got hired by a producer, and he and he he I could just tell he, he paid extremely well, and he had an excellent client, and he hired us to come out and um, and follow. Um, some sort of agenda. I go, he goes, I'll have a script when you show up. So, so a script wasn't furnished, furnished to us. A script was going to be presented to us. So we get there and there's no script. And he turns to me, he goes, he, he looks at me, he goes, how hard can this possibly be? This is not rocket science. This is ex exactly what he said to me. And so we were in the lobby from 8.30 to like 12 o'clock waiting because people were unprepared. Yep. And, yep. and once we started to get, once we started to get underway, it's now one or two o'clock and we're waiting for this interview. They have a surprise state inspection of this facility. So for the most part, nothing is getting done. Yep. And how many, how many times have you had the ultimate client turn to you and say, boy, this is a lot harder than I, I thought. Uh, more frequently than not. Yeah. 
And so what I do is is I work really hard at educating up front, and they don't listen to you. They just they're oh, no. sort of like they're well, sort of like yes you to death, and then yeah. when it really happens, they're like they're like I had no idea you were going to bring all this equipment, and right. why there's so many people on the set here. I go, this is what it takes to do this right. We had this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you said it, but I was. You know, yeah, well. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really unbelievable. And so um, I was doing this other job up in Connecticut, and we're out in this field, and we're interviewing like an arborist. And uh, there was, again, the, the situation where there was like chainsaws going off in the background, and um, and which which would be natural. I mean, an arborist. These arborists are more about preserving trees and things like that. So. We were able to control eventually the chainsaw guy, and I and I jokingly said, "I go, what's next? A marching band? A bus pulls up, all these kids come out with instruments, yeah. and um, they're performing in the park." And so, and again, you know, the client goes, "I had no idea this was going to happen because they didn't prepare, they didn't ask a bunch well, of questions." Yeah. And so, who's you know who's liable here? Is it us being you know a st two states away? And going, hey, are you going to have some sort of school assembly here in the middle out in this middle of this of this field, at an arboretum? Um, and he's like, he goes, hey, it was my mistake. I should have, could have, would have. Yeah. Well. And and then they wonder why we have to come back and charge them for the second day, yeah. is because they didn't plan for the first day. So I mean, the takeaway here is even if you're doing the the simplest video production, planning. Yeah. Absolute. Planning and think of think of all the things that could possibly happen. They don't think how you and I think. They don't walk into the room and hear little things clicking and ticking and clocks moving and we hear all that stuff and we go into a room and what do we do? We go like this to see if right. the room is going to be echoey yeah. and if the interview is going to be good or, or bad. And why does this all matter? Because all this production boils down to this little square that's the video production that's representing your company, that's representing the CEO. And wouldn't you want that person to be shown in the best possible way? Good is not good enough. You know, if you're going to hire good enough, that's what you're going to get. Yeah, good enough. But if you're a company who wants to be number one at what you do, and it's highly, every, all, every industry now is super competitive. So you have to look the part, taste the part, feel the part, smell the part. You have to, you have, to have that video message at 100% or just don't do it. Why even waste your time right. doing it yeah. unless you're going to commit to perfection. And if you want to be good enough at what you do, then, you know, then, you know, good enough. But if you want to be a leader in your industry and look the part and be the part, then it's planning and it's execution and it's again finding somebody that has been exposed to every possible situation yeah. good and bad i i enjoy my alcoholic beverages <laughs> i think that's and where you and i are going <laughs> after this interview no, no. i'm actually i'm going to the beach and i gotta come back oh. but um there's a a, a wine site that I, I like to buy from, and they're they're here in New Jersey, and they have just started putting out video, and it's nice. You know what's 
I had a problem with the audio. It's echoey. It's you can't hear it. It's because yeah. they used the camera mic. Right, and they're like twenty feet away and from I, the camera. And I and I wrote and I wrote them. I gave them some some feedback. I said, look, I do this for a living. You know, I'm a professional. Right. Hire and, me or and, no, no, no. Right. I didn't say hire me. I said, you know, your presentation was terrific. I said, you 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 you've got a great product here. I said, but your audio sounds very hollow. And it's and so and it takes that, away that from the that translates to being cheap. And I Agreed. said, you yeah. don't want your brand being perceived as being cheap and hollow. So I would suggest that you get, you know, a lavalier. You can buy a cheap lavalier from Radio Shack or buy it online from right. eBay. I said, or get a you know a shotgun mic. I said it'll be better and plug it in directly. I said. And you're going to sound so much better, and it'll, it'll sound like a real professional production. Absolutely, and I said, yeah. And I said it, it won't tarnish your brand. And uh, and I, I just left it go with yep. that, you know. And you know they wrote back said you know thanks for your feedback, Bill. We really do appreciate it. And I think it's, you know they they probably do, and they're they're doing this mm -hmm. because they don't know good production. It looked very nice because they got a brand new, brand new camera. Yep. It's, it's probably you know a thousand dollar camera or DSLR, and it looks, and it looks amazing. Looks yeah. terrific, and quite frankly, and her presentation was really good, and they're, you know, seventy five percent there, but their audio was, and it 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 just cheapened, it just it cheapens the brand. Something's flying around. <laughs> it, but and 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 that's what you have to consider, you know, is your brand being cheapened by not doing everything properly. And that includes the person that's on the camera. That includes the audio, the script. I mean, all those. There's like and, ingredients. And and, and, a, and a little thing that we didn't do today, makeup. Yeah. Okay. I pr I pretty much don't wear makeup, by the way, Bill. Well. But but we're on the... we're under hot lights, <laughs> right? And in theory, we should have makeup because the oils of our skin will reflect and make it all. Now shine. I know you and carry usually I carry, with you. I carry basic makeup, and I, and I picked that up from my you know sixty minutes cameraman because he always had makeup with him. I figured that's a good idea. I'll always have makeup with me, and so like basic powder, powder yeah. and hairspray, and you know, and I I have a big. White towel that I put on them so the powder doesn't drop on onto their, their black on the suit. suit. Yep. Yep. And, and and but I always ask them first. I said, do you mind if I put on a little bit of powder? And 99% of the time they say, oh, sure, anything that'll that'll help. So and, so again, all these things matter and lead to a a believable, convincible quality video production. Right. You don't have to do any of this stuff. You could again. You could just whip out the oh, iPhone yeah. and yeah. and you know and and do it that way. But again, if you're representing yourself, representing uh, a company that has that wants to be number one, <clears throat> then that presentation should look and sound like number one, with with without any question about it. Because it should represent. you know, again, I just say, do you want to be good enough? The video has is is right. a representative of their brand, and right. if if they think adequate adequacy is okay, 
Okay. So let's wrap up here. Um, tell me, tell me what inspires you. What what's what's in, what inspires you? Do you listen to any podcasts? Do you, or you're just simply winding down your career? Like, why do you still do? Say, I get inspired by. You know, I get, what. you know, I get inspired by the things I watch. And again, I, you asked me before what your advice to people that are, you know, new in the business and want to be. Or thinking people. about somebody who's and, thinking and, about producing a video. Somebody's well, thinking about. But, but I, you know, for me, I get inspired by what I watch because I'm learning all the time. Whenever. So even somebody I, like I, yourself I, that's I, been in it for how many years now? If I if I watch a show from the 1930s, you know it's like, oh look at this, oh this is cool, and there's, and then I'll watch a brand new commercial, and I'll see a technique, that is really cool, and then you can watch, you know some interesting movies that the directors, innovative directors, from, from the from the 50s and the 60s. Um, you know, you, you just, you, you always take these things for granted. There's always something to learn. You can watch these things and you say, oh, look at that. Look at that. And whether it be from a cinematic point of view mm -hmm. or, you know, a lighting point of view. Storytelling. Storytelling. Um, I, I love commercials that have no words. And maybe a little bit of music. Remember Life Magazine? Big pictures, yeah. little captions. Yeah, yeah. And the picture said well, it all. And the same thing with National Geographic. My mom didn't let me watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, she, you were watching those, you were yeah. looking at those African pictures, yeah. She's like, no, you can't, no. <laughs> Anything uh, else? <laughs> let's see. Um, I'll put in a plug for, let's see, um, Lester Holt. I worked with Lester in the in the 80s when he worked at Channel 2. I just saw him a couple months ago. I shot a video with him on my iPhone because he was going to attend a, a reunion that we were all having and he wanted to come. He was being sent to Alaska, so he couldn't. And, and I was happened to be working for NBC that day, and I was up there, and I said, are you, you gonna make it? No, I can't. I said, well, how about if I, I shoot a little video and you s do a greeting? And he said, yeah, okay. Good idea, yeah. As long as you don't put it on Facebook, well, don't worry. <laughs> and, and we did that for, you know, for like 20 or 30 seconds, and I sent it to the, the people that were organizing the event. So he was there in right. spirit, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, sure. on, on, uh, on, uh, on uh, uh, not celluloid, but he, well, he was a celluloid hero, but uh, so he was he was there in spirit. But digitized um, and and Lester and I, I've always told told people this. Lester is the real deal. Uh, I we all loved working with him at the time. Even though he's in the top seat at NBC, he hasn't changed, and he's such a he's got such a good sense of humor, and. He's such a wonderful, warm human being. Uh, I can't say enough good things about him. Um, and you know, and I worked with Brian and uh, um, yeah, a bunch Wasn't of guys. Wasn't Brian a graduate of Brookdale College here? Probably. I think he yeah. did one year at Brookdale. Yep. 
had his nose broken, I think, two or three times. <laughs> Brian was a White House intern. Uh, nobody guesses the, the right uh, president. And um, so he, yeah. he's, he's incredibly well-read. He's uh, got the, the most clever sense of humor. Um, he is smart as a whip. And I think Brian is probably the best reporter I ever worked with. I know we're going down. And I and I and that's what mm -hmm. you know. And this is what I wanted to say earlier too. You know, this is why we all are scratching our heads. We don't understand why Brian did what he did. It's it's like when we hurt. You know, we all watched that broadcast, and he comes up with this word conf conflate. And you know, all of us are. What does conflate mean? So, and 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 we we just it's so unlike him. We're again, all of us that know him who loved him, we're scratching our heads. <laughs> okay, on that note. Yeah. So, Bill, again, the whole reason why, again, why I wanted to do these podcasts is for corporate America to see the value of a well-crafted video message and the value in investing in a professional production company and what's involved, the commitment that's involved. So someone like you and I that has been in it for our entire lives, um, the clients that hire us realize the value of what's involved and our new clients and the reason why I'm doing this is, is for people who are considering on getting a corporate video produced, understand the enormity what's involved in producing an effective high-end video opposed to, again, just winging it on, on a cell phone. So, um, so I'm basically concluding by saying that, yes, you can wing it on a cell phone, and if it's good enough, then it's good enough, but if you want to be, in my opinion, producing a clear, concise message to a very specific audience, you hire a professional and you pay the price of what it costs to get that done and you reap the rewards and you can track its, its, um, its effectiveness through the tools of the internet. So that's what I'm, that's the, the takeaway here. That's, that's, uh, that's what's, I think, what's most important. Get your ducks in order. Okay. All right, quack, quack.